we're back on the podcast. This is a bit different. It's been YouTube for the past few weeks, but we're back. Oh, don't get me started with Editing. I've seen that video probably more times than it's been viewed by other people. Oh, all right then. Bloody hell. All right. Sorry, Adam. I thought we one take wonders. Sorry, is that not the right tone for this episode? No, come on, we're bloody professionals around here. We've done <coughs> right. nothing. Oh, sorry, but... sorry. Start that again, Jake. Okay. Anyway, YouTube episode one is now out. Um, on YouTube. On YouTube, in case you didn't know. Yeah. We've had some amazing feedback so far, I think it's fair to say. And we're quite we're quite proud of ourselves. I said when we're proud of ourselves, I mean we're we're myself and Richard are quite proud of Adam because he's yeah, worked his literally. he's worked his little micro balls off editing this like mad. <laughs> and um it wouldn't wouldn't it be up, wouldn't be on YouTube without him because if me and Richard tried to do it, oh, can I can not be alright. Bollocks! <laughs> I mean bollocks! I used to edit Modern Warfare Two montages. <laughs> Bless. I I used to crack Sony Vegas using um, Pirate Bay. Legally, right. that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, for legal reasons, yeah. this is uh, limewire. Never heard of it. But yes, but, thank you so much for everyone who's uh, viewed, liked, and subscribed, and shared, and um, disliked. Yeah, yeah, we've had a few, had a few dis- like, dislikes, and that's very. We know who you are, by the way. We can actually see who it was. So yeah, pile of yeah. poo coming through your letterbox very soon. Next time you enter one of our Instagram giveaways, Mm-mm. not today. It's not happening. It was actually Jake doing some of the dislikes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was all me. Sorry, Adam. I just thought your editing was shit. Sorry, mate. Don't worry about it. I'm joking. It was amazing. But uh, yes, we're very excited for episode two. Adam's Indeed. not. <laughs> Adam's <laughs> not. But we've had good fun with it so far. I don't think I've ever cried as much as when we've been recording. It's hysterical while doing it. It's because we've been Honestly, abusing you. Yeah, it has been a good barrel of laughs. It has. And we've only just taken the lid off. Yeah, we haven't even started downing it yet. You couldn't take the lid off that jar, really, could you? Well, that's (laughs) because I thought it was a screw top, and then I realised all you had to do was pull it off. Bloody ridiculous, if you ask me. I thought we'd have experience with that, but... All right, Adam. They They just make it easy for big people to enter them, don't they? Probably. I wouldn't know. Like, there's no deterrent when it comes to like bad for yourself foods. So what's always on offer? It's always on offer. It's reg- regularly available. Readily, whatever you want to say. It's usually a drive for away. Yeah, they want to charge like £4.50 for like, a fruit salad. Imagine that. Crazy. And for people like me, who like a bit of both, I quite like a grape on my Big Mac. You animal. That is disgusting. <laughs> animal. Savage. The thing is, part of me thinks like you're not joking. No, I've never put a grape on a Big Mac. I put one on a big tasty. <laughs> oh. 
anyone anyone who knows about the big tasty knows that big tasties of life. I've got something for you. Big Gherk- gherkins or not? <laughs> yes. Yeah, why would you not good. have gherkins? I'm just checking in case either of you were like really weird and we needed to boot you off. Speed or six or right as Northern, Northerners call them pickles. Or <laughs> American, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but. Is America North? What? Hmm? Is it like North of the World? Right, okay. Anyway. Okay. Um, so we, we've we've spoken about episode one of our course of restoration series. If you haven't watched it, then uh, who are what you? you? What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Not it's, watching the video. We've so the plan was, thanks for that Richard. Plan was to time it roughly. Episode is going to be nine to thirteen minutes, as apparently that's what YouTube likes. And my theory behind that is that it is a an acceptable time period um, to go and have a shit, isn't it? I was literally just about to say that's about the sort of acceptable time to have a dump. Yeah. Yeah, so I can way. watch it four times in one of my turds. Did not need to know that. But, you know, <laughs> thank you anyway for the contribution. No, sorry, mate. No, anytime. So, there you go. That's a perfect time to go and watch it, I think. Or if you're doing a sit-down wee and it takes a while. <laughs> like Paul Dalton does. It's uh, when you get to that age, it's. Yeah, I'm already at that age. <laughs> I love having a sit. It's not a voluntary you. thing. It's not even a treat anymore. <laughs> it's a must. Have you seen that picture where it's just like different ways of weeing, and there's like twenty different like positions that somebody's like it's sat like on edited. the back of the bar, like, you know, yeah, things like, like that, or like. <laughs> Planking on it sidewards. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Actually, that's how I imagine people who like go to the toilet, like bus station toilets. To, that's what I'm. That's how people who. That's how people who snow foam before pre-wash. Go <laughs> <to the> <laughs> what else we got coming up? This is a. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Event number two. At long last, we had to postpone it a month, but. <clears throat> Don't laugh. Shock. <laughs> yeah. What are we, if not extremely... Excuse me. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Hear what? Sorry, mate. My unit, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it will be when I buy you out, Jake. You're welcome to, mate. I'm going to I'm become a majority shareholder. Yeah. I'll sack you. 17th of this month, which I don't know when that's going to be in relation to this episode going up because I don't know when I'm going to upload it. But it'll well, be I very it's soon. Be up by tomorrow. Five days' time. Pressure's on now. Pressure's on. Uh, Sunday, 17th at the Motor Spa, or else it wouldn't be called Speed Six at the Motor Spa, would it? Think about it. It'd be the Motor Spa at Speed Six. Yeah. We're going to swap all the Motor Spa signs out for Speed Six signs. In your dreams, in your dreams. Always just going to throw your motorbike sign in the hedge. If you know, you know. Well, that's quite rude. <laughs> yeah, make sure you come down. It's if you came to the first one. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed it, and we're going to go for a similar sort of thing this time. Just a chilled event, plenty of food around. Go and spend money in Jake's shop. I hate to say it, but please do. 
Um, we've got some special guests. Special guests coming down. We've got Dale from Maguire's. I'm not sure which car he's bringing yet. I don't think he's decided. Whichever one's going to cost the least in petrol. Whichever one starts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> be... Dale with the Merkel, the Jag. And we've also got Michael and Ollie from Infinity Wax coming down. All the way from the, the distant lands of Scotland. They did They did make us promise that we'd sweep the snow off their cars before they got here. Though. <laughs> yeah. And a bottle of iron brew on arrival. I've actually requested a bottle of the original one, so <laughs> proper. We can we can share, but we'll be using cups. There's, no, there's still COVID around. But make make sure you come down if you can. Um, entrance fee is a pound, and that goes to the charity of Jake Lynch's back pocket. <laughs> Good one. Unless you want to park off site, then you can walk on. We're not going to tackle you to the ground and grab a pound out your pocket. Don't worry. Um, oh. oh. We we couldn't afford uh, door staff. We had door staff last time. You had a fifteen-year-old kid in a high vis. Exactly. What, Jake? <laughs> All right, Adam. Come on, let's not get too big for your boots now. Not wearing boots, mate. Slippers. <laughs> wearing fluffy socks. Edits one video and suddenly thinks he's hardcore. Tell you what I want. Heelys. Oh, yes. Imagine yeah. watching a car with Heelys. Be done in 30 seconds, mate. Great. Yeah, but the thing is, unless you're on extremely level ground, it's a death trap. Mm. Imagine stacking it over the um, pressure washer toes. Question, well. would you apply tyre dressing to your Heelys? Oh, this is a well, question. A high silicon tyre dressing to the actual like bottom, I'd say tread, like they have tread, to the... Um, the bottom of the wheels, you'd go even faster, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Do you know what, Adam? You're quite clever sometimes, mate. Do you reckon you can drift Heelys? Yes. Easy. I've already completed it. The rear wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put these in sport mode. Rear heel drive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was just embarrassing. Yeah. Adam's hot on his heels today. <laughs> That bit of news out of the way, we've got some more news. Even Did more. We? Yeah, yeah. Um, it has been a while, but remember, <laughs> remember those um, speed six sample kits we made. Remember that? Yeah, they're, they're out of date now. Yeah, <laughs> all the products gone lumpy. <laughs> they're. Um... Oh, I might have decanted quite a lot of them because I wanted some. <laughs> Short on tire dressing. Diluted it back down with water. They are the boxes are now finally available to purchase online. Wow! <laughs> Love some enthusiasm. It's great. If you head on over to speed6.co.uk forward slash shop, you can find them there. If you use Speed Six at checkout as well, it won't get you anything. <laughs> <laughs> it won't work. Yeah, but you can try, of course. Yeah, you can try. We do have a secret discount code. If someone can guess it, they can use it. <laughs> this is a challenge. I don't think it's going to happen, is it? It'll be a one-time use code, that? and it gets you like nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. It says, <laughs> it, it says 
code accepted and it just does nothing. <laughs> Total discount, zero pound. <clears throat> One of the boxes does have £10 cash in out of Adam's wallet. He just doesn't know it yet. You what? I'm coming down Friday, by the way. That's where that went. <laughs> It'd be like a little treasure hunt. No, I tell you, it'd be like when I forgot to put a sticker in one of the boxes and had to go through all fucking 30 boxes and find which one it was. And obviously it was like the third to last box. Only to dis- discover that um, you just ended up with an extra sticker and they all had one in. Yeah, it just slid down the side. <laughs> but yes, boxes online and we've also got some t-shirts left. They're also online. So, I need a new one. What have you done to it? I don't actually know where I'm it is. I'm not going to ask, actually. I don't even know where it is. Final bit of news. This is a... Uh, I'm excited for this. And I'm hoping it is it is well received. So, at the end of the year, we're going to do the Speed 6 Detailing Awards. I can't wait to wear my jacket. So if you are in our Facebook group, which you should be because it is a very entertaining place to be, we regularly make memes out of photos of Jake. Interesting. More templates to come, so don't worry. Oh, um, we... that bloody point in one again. <laughs> That's the best cover photo we've ever had. No, oh yeah, the cover photo is funny. Yeah, um, yeah. if you're in our Facebook group, you would have seen a little post about it. And we're currently finalising the categories. So we're going to have two main categories, which are going to be um, awards for brands and then awards for individual products, which will, of course, still go to the brands. So things like most innovative brand of the year, um, best newcomer, and the things like our favourite tire dressing, pre-wash, shampoo, that kind of thing. Um, it'll probably be like a top three. Obviously, there's quite a few shampoos and stuff we do like. Hopefully in video form. I'm not going to commit anything, but I, I really hope it will be because it can't defeat the point of it if it's not. It's just scheduling. Mr. Lynch here. Got a book in one in advance. Hello. So if you've got any categories you'd like featured in that, head on over to our Facebook group and pop it in there or message us or whatever. Carrier Pigeon, PO Box, whatever. Facts. Or, uh, facts. Morse code. Yeah, just shine a light from somewhere and we'll receive it. Smoke signals. That's the one. I think that is all the news, If unless I'm forgetting something, which is... Very, very likely. I mean, I've got news for Richard, and I've got a big box of goodies waiting for him. Oh, yes, yes, goodies. Sunday. Interesting. We've been spending, haven't we? I might actually get you to send them to me before, because I'm currently twitching. I'm, yeah, Adam, not... send them on second class, so they um, they arrive after Ooh. Sunday. <laughs> well, they wouldn't arrive after Sunday, my boy. Yeah, if you sent them on Friday, they might. <laughs> No. So if you send it on Wednesday, it'd be a dangerous game. Sounds fun. Send them second class Thursday. What? Afternoon. <laughs> what yeah, send, them on Hermes. This... Send, send them on, on Hermes today, 
And you might get them by the end of the year. Maybe, if you're lucky. What have I got in this box for you, Richard? I can see a Stjarnagloss bag. Yes. I can see a Stjarnagloss snow foam lance. This is, this is like talking dirty to me. I can see Stjarnagloss snow. Can you see a theme here? I love that stuff. Did you do an order by any chance from Stjarnagloss? Mm, maybe. So if you're going to Stjarnagloss, use code FREEGUMMY at the checkout, add 100 mil of gummy, and that becomes free. Hence why the code is FREEGUMMY. Wow. That actually lasts you a while as well. Yeah, I've still it? got the same 100 mil gummy what I started with, and I've probably still got three quarters left. My, I just keep. I, I, I'm genuinely thinking I've been giving birth to gummy because I keep ending up. I know Cav gave me a very large amount of 500 mils. However, I'm adamant I'm finishing them, but I'm clearly not because they just keep. It's like they're having babies when I'm not there. Yeah, but the way you slapped tire dressing on my friend is oh not something God. to be proud of. You need oh. to have a word of yourself. It's ridiculous. And he'll turn around about like, this tire dressing's crap. It's like, and I wonder why. Use half the bottle of it on one pile of still drying the next the next time the customer comes back, the tire dressing's still drying. No, I only oh. do it I, I only do that ever if I'm in a bit of a hurry. Every, every every wash. When when they drive away, just stand behind with a bucket and catch the remainder of the tire dressing. Quite a good show. Not a bad idea, to be fair. Do you know what else I can see in this box, Richard? Uh, oh, yeah, garage therapy stuff. Yes, you've got some wheel shampoo and some shampoo version two. V two, V two, V two. Yes, interested. Adam, I've, what have you, your views been so far on V two though? So I used I used V two for the first time recently. Bear in mind, I haven't used V one, so I don't really have a baseline to compare the improvements to. Put a donk on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm too tired for this, Richard. <laughs> oh, right. Um, so I, th- I think they recommend, as Richard told me earlier... Corrected, you. Yeah. Um, 20 mil um, in your standard wash bucket, which is usually about 20 litres, something like that. Um, I went 10 mil... Shock, valor a thing to do. Um, I sat there with my syringe and I measured out ten mil. Shock, Adam thing to do. It's testing. It's testing. That's all it is. Um, used ten mil, foamed it up. Um, sud seemed very good for ten mil of shampoo. I'm not going to lie. Um, it just didn't seem to transfer the suds a lot at all. But you know, I've gone ten mil. Well, I've gone half their recommended, <laughs> uh, the recommended amount to use. So that's not me slating the product. That's me. user error. User error. Yeah. But you know, you've got to test these things. So yeah, they. The reason I use ten mil um, on their website, they said they've tested it with ten to fifteen mil of shampoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reason they recommend twenty is it's a very good reason actually is that water hardness varies massively depending on where you are. Um, and if you don't know, the harder your water is, basically means you've got more minerals in there. And what that does, it will decrease soap suds. 
obviously you if you've got harder water you will need to use more shampoo to get the suds up so i don't know if during their testing process they used deionized water or i don't know but one grasp i have right why do people fill their buckets all the way especially your wash bucket right your rinse bucket i can understand but wash bucket why do people fill it all the way up that is a good question I know it is habit, right? Don't get me wrong. I I still do it now and then. Like if I'm, I usually do it in the summer when I need to cool down a bit. So I'll put most of my arm in there, sort of thing. <laughs> but when it comes to like just a general wash, like obviously you could say, oh, you need thirty ml of this shampoo in a bucket for it to be relevant. But half of the time, you literally only need like half to three quarters of a bucket. That's actually a really good point. Like, use 10 mil in, like, just over half a bucket, and I can almost guarantee it would probably surprise you how good it is, possibly. Yeah, because it would be the same dilution, wouldn't it, as 20 yeah. mil in a full bucket? It's the same with a snow foam lance. Like, people use a full litre of snow foam, like, well, mixed up, use, like, 100 mil, 150 mil, whatever. Mm. It's just like, literally, you don't need anywhere near that amount. That's a very good point. My, I think the main reason, well, there's a few reasons I can think of why you would fill a wash bucket up completely. The first one, I I don't know if there's any, like, basis behind this reason. But obviously, with the rinse bucket, when you dunk the, quote-unquote, dirty mitt into there, the more solution you've got in that bucket, the more water you've got in there, the more dilute any of the dirt will be. So it's going to be less likely to transfer back onto the mitt, if you follow. Yes. So I guess it could be the same principle in the wash mitt, in, in the wash mitt, in the wash bucket. So but any you potential... could at the same time, sorry, you could at the same time argue that your wash bucket one should not be dirty and two you should be rinsing your mitt out thoroughly prior oh no absolutely i agree with that um it should and three your pre-wash should be good enough so that even your rinse bucket is very minimally absolutely but i guess it's kind of a rather safe than sorry kind of thing it's like you could get away with not using rinse bucket at all if you're Oh, pre-wash is good enough and your protection is good enough but people still do it anyway it's just another layer of protection I guess that kind of follows through with the wash bucket. But, I mean, if you're the type of person that likes to use a lot of shampoo and be very thorough, maybe you'll use quite a lot. But I have, <laughs> I think the only time I've ever used a full 20-litre wash bucket of water is when I've been doing some, you know, less than glamorous valeting jobs and other multiple cars and not had to not had to really worry about, you know, rinse buckets and, contamination because the paint was already gone it's the jobs that i think most people do but never like to talk about the the unsocial media worthy jobs mm-hmm. but ones that still mean you get paid puts the bread on the table mate it does adam doesn't have a plate he just has a pot noodle i have a hand mate make <laughs> it anywhere else <laughs> i got called, are overrated. i got called weird the other day right for the way I ate some toast. Jam on toast, two slices. I just put it together and made a sandwich and it ate it like that. Is that weird? How is that weird? I don't know. I don't understand it. Here's another one. One, you're, you're saving on jam. Oh, no, I didn't save on jam. 
Yeah, but you would have just put the same amount on one slice anyway. Oh, I smell it both in jam. Did you want some bread with that jam? Not really. Can I have a jam sandwich, please, Miss Patterson? It's a, it's a Bob Marley sandwich. Oh, yeah. We're jamming. <laughs> do you um do you butter your toast before you put jam on? Yes. Thank you. Why wouldn't Thank you? Thank you. Literally, the second God. any form of bread is involved with anything whatsoever, fat. butter is slapped as much on. fat as you can put on there. Lower pack, fully salted, whatever it is, slapped amazing. on. It's good. Or Norpak from Aldi. Nor- mate, I was literally just about to say Norpak from Aldi is just as good. It is. But I've got I've got this chili. Oh, Jake, I made you try that chili jam, didn't I? That was lovely, but bloody yeah. hot. Yeah, it was spicy. But my favourite thing to make, like you know, like the chili jam, what you get with like cheese boards and stuff like that, or halloumi. Yeah. Imagine that, but with actual spiciness, like spicy. Really spicy. I'll put that on toast. Absolutely fabulous. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's good. I think we need I think we need to make some sort of speed six sauce. Interested. Saucy six. Proper bum burner. Interested. I can I can contribute here. I can whip something up. I, know, I, I try to think of like um parallels with cars and sauces. Anything I can think of with like hot sauce and cars is skids. <laughs> I don't know. That was me earlier. <laughs> um, I think we strayed away from topic. Imagine that. Sure. Imagine that. How did we get from shampoo to skids? <laughs> I don't know how we achieved it. I say off topic. We never got onto the topic. Um, but oh, before we do get this is detail related. I promise. Garage therapy wash pad. How nice is it, by the way? It's. A very nice pillow. Extremely. It's a weird, it's a weird one. It's... But did you do what I said, where you sort of have to use it twice in the same wash? Mm. Mm. It's it's loosened up now a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't fully got to grips with it yet, but I know it's going to be something I like. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a big change of pace from a yeah it's little wash like... mitt. It is different, but it's a nice different. Yeah. It's the quality what does it for me. It's leagues above any other wash mate I've touched. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's it, it's impressive. I, I've only used it once so far. Um, but I know I'm going to get used to it. I've just got that feeling. I know it take take me a couple of washes, but I finally get a, a good technique I like with it. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I noticed was how quickly you wash the car with it. It's, oh, it's mental, isn't it? Because it's, it's like 75% bigger than most wash pads or mitts. It's huge. It is huge. It's good. I really like it. It is. Like, I, I washed my car. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, wow. I had to go over for the second time just to make sure that I actually washed it all. Should we um, talk about the title of, of the podcast? Is the customer always right? No. Ugh. I agree with you, Adam. They are never right. (laughs) Insert outro music. (laughs) (laughs) I've, yeah, it's... 
It's an interesting one. I've had a couple of incidents fairly recently that, that relate to this a bit. Um, yeah. One of which I did post on the Speed 6 story and it got quite a lot of feedback. Um, this was quite a while ago, actually. Uh, it was... I'll tell you what, I'll pose you to the question. I'll see how you answer it. Interested. So a customer has a car that is it's in okay condition. It's very swirly, um, but other than that, the paint's all right. Not heavily contaminated or anything. And what they wanted was a wash, no polishing work done, and a ceramic coating on top of swirly paint but lovely this is this is fine ceramic place this is where a bit of the a curveball comes in because if, if this was like a five-year coating or something that needs proper you know curing conditions immediately the answer would be no right however the, the ceramic coating involved is infinity wax synergy light which if you've never heard of it is a an actual ceramic coating which you can spray a lot of people i've noticed are very skeptical about this but it is a genuine ceramic coating. It comes in a glass bottle. Um, it ruins the spray heads, but <laughs> <laughs> it is an actual coating that lasts about a year in applied properly on good paint. Um, and it has very good filling capabilities, actually, so it can improve the look of a car if it's not fully polished. Absolutely. So, it is bloody good. It is. It's very good. So would you apply this light ceramic coating to a very swirly car if the customer really wants it this is assuming you've explained everything to them and that it will bond properly and the application itself won't go wrong it will just purely be based on the appearance of the car i'd like to hear the so-called professionals opinions on this (laughs) that's you jake Oh, that's me, is it? Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of them, because you'll never... I say never. It can be difficult to explain to a customer what you're actually doing sometimes. Yes, yes. That's the thing you... A lot, that's the thing a lot of people never will understand. It's very difficult trying to get it... get across to them what the benefits of it being done are. Mm-hmm. All they'll see is the price tag. It's all well and good protecting your paint, but if the paint underneath is already knackered, you're protecting a knackered paintwork. It's like it's it's just you're basically just going around in circles because okay, you're protecting, but you need to enhance first. Realistically, there's there's a piece of information that I I forgot to mention. and that was the main concern of the customer. And that was they wanted something that's going to be very easy to clean. Does that change your opinion? I mean, if they don't, if they're, if they're not fussed about the condition of their paint to start with, then that's fair enough. That's over to them. It's only, it's like, it's a one year coat, so it's not the end of the world. And as we know, Synergy has some mental filling capabilities. Mm-hmm. But it's still not the nicest job to be doing, putting something that you know is 
what I always say, what I always do, and I'm explaining to a customer of coating, it is essentially an extra layer of lacquer. Mm. It's a hard, it's a, it cures hard. It's a hard product. Mm. Once it's on there, you're polishing it off. Yeah, it's so, almost almost like a screen protector. You wouldn't. It's it's a little bit daft to put a screen protector on over a, a cracked screen, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if if all they want is you know to make it easy to clean, then yeah, all right, fair enough. I pro I wouldn't I wouldn't be going in with like a three, five, or a seven year or plus coating. Oh no, I think that's completely. No, I think that's that's a different story because it, it won't. It won't adhere as well if the paint's, you know, in an awful condition, would it? It just won't look good either. Oh, and that, yeah. Do you think it's more of a case of should you sacrifice your quote-unquote detailing pride and just crack on with it anyway because you're getting paid for it? Quick answer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, still, it's still a paid job at the end of the day. It might not yeah. be something you want to do. It's not but, something I'd put on social media either. <laughs> it's the other thing of ensuring your customer knows what they're getting because, you know, they might just want the synergy because it looks all great and everything, but then you don't want them to moan the week later to say, well, it's beading, but the paint's all scratched. Yeah. Mm. It's, it, it goes back to that one of what we, uh, an episode we did a while ago, managing expectations. Mm-hmm. Or a segment we did a while ago, you know, managing people's expectations of what they're getting for, you know, their money. Mm. Definitely, I think it's in in that sort of circumstance. I think what would be a very good idea is to make sure you've got it all in writing. You explaining things, so there's no sort of getting your wires crossed. They know you've got it all down in like a in a text or whatever, and clearly states, yep. You, this can be done. However, drawbacks will be this, this, this. Um, so, obviously, we've heard from you, Jake, the professional. Hello. What do you reckon, Richard? I've got an idea of what of what you think, but well, my background is get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, it's a hard one because. Obviously, what you want is what's best in real terms. Oh, yeah. But the customer, obviously, if they have potential to save half a day's money worth of work and receive, I don't know, let's just say it will last three months less, for example. Mm. Probably would be less, in all honesty, but they see it as a one cheaper alternative and two, they're in in essence still getting the same product and results. In essence, if they don't really care about the condition of their paintwork, that's fair enough. Most people don't really care too much. They're just like a clean car. That's an important point. And, and but the, pretty much the whole reason behind the polishing side of things, it isn't to make somebody's car make like look better prior to putting any form of protection down like a coat in is to allow it to bond properly. It's taking that top layer of like clear coat off to give you a, a nice fresh surface to get the bond into. Obviously with a one year coat in, it's not going to be too drastic whether you do or don't polish before, but 
Yeah, it's it's one of them. It's I think sometimes you've got to sort of swallow your pride. It's you can you can still earn your money out of it. Mm. It's just minus minus in the polishing stage. And if anything, it's a nicer process to go through. If you just did a deep contamination, like chemically, if they don't want to polish, then it is what it is, sort of thing. Obviously, you wouldn't want to brag and boast about it because it's in terms not what you're wanting to do or what is deemed to be the right thing to do. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, and you're there, you're quoting for it, or you're already at the job or whatever. There's no point turning back on it just because of a bit of pride. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It there is only so much you can educate a customer, and oh, definitely, and and. The thing is, it's like my form of job. If I try and explain to somebody why why something is not possible or why something is going wrong, it's through one ear and out the other. It's it's hard to... If, if you're not really interested in something and you just want the shiny car or you just want beads or you just want your car to be quick and easy to clean, that's... It's not wanting what's best for your car. That's pretty much what's best for you. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what it does come down to at the end of it, I think, is what's best for the customer rather than the car. Mm. I'm, I'm going to throw another curveball in here. So what if when it came to came to the job, that they approached you about this one-year ceramic coating you've been offering? And you go in and speak to them about it. You go in person, have a chat with them which I always like to do because you get to know the person. I think when you speak to someone, you get a sense of what their expectations are going to be and you know I, how to play things. I really enjoy having that conversation with a customer. <laughs> it's, it's something so like nice about it and I just enjoy it. But quite often, I had somebody in today, and this was, I mean, this was before their car was done. Mm. They come in and they just sit and have a coffee and a chat over what their car is going to have yeah and there's something very enjoyable about that not just because i get to sit and have a break and have a coffee but um <laughs> you don't do much anyway <laughs> off um but yeah like i said it's about getting to know your customer knowing who they are what they actually want versus what they think they want because a lot of people think they want something but actually it's not going to benefit them in any way and you you get to know what they mm what they're actually going to benefit out of what you're doing to their car. Yeah. It, it's great when you get a customer that is like really into it as well and, and sort of knows a bit, but when you explain it, they kind of catch on and like. They sort of get excited. Yeah. I love that. I love it. It's great. Um. Anyway, before I was extremely rudely interrupted by Jay. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> So say the customer approached you about this one year coating you've been you've been advertising on Facebook or whatever. And like I said, you get you get to you get to the car, you go and speak to them. And say they really want the coating, they sort of understand the benefits of a coating already, easier to clean, um, nice beading, which is the biggest reason people want it, <laughs> really, isn't it? The nice water behaviour. Um, but they mention absolutely nothing about the condition of the paint. And they, when you when you ask them, are you happy with how the car looks already? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I think the car looks absolutely fantastic. I just want a layer of protection on there so it's easier to wash. Should you then get your, you know, your soil finder 
torch out and go and show them, oh yeah, look, this car looks awful and teach them about swirl marks and then ultimately <laughs> make them hate the look of their car and say, yeah, it's going to cost you 300 quid in polishing work to get it enhanced before the coating. Should you sort of, you know, ruin their perception of the car? I think there's good ways you can go about it. You can obviously, I don't, I don't think it's worthwhile whipping out a swell finder to do it because you just like a total beep. <laughs> but I think there's ways you can say, look, if a light enhancement would greatly improve the look of the car, because at the end of the day, a light enhancement nine times out of ten makes more difference to a like say if the paint was flat and the swirls and like not very glossy it'll make more difference than someone like our cars if it had like a free stage machine polish oh yeah so the the pros outweigh the cons in that concept of it but some people will obviously think that their paintwork is like it's the people that get brand new cars and like oh it's brand new the paint is absolutely flawless yeah, you could exist. you could say you've polished it, not polish it, and they wouldn't know any different. Yeah, well, business is business. Yeah, but I think sometimes you can say, I think sometimes you've got to argue that it would be in their best interest to have a like a light enhancement or something like that. Or you could say, um, have you ever? looked at your car in the sun, direct sunlight and stuff like that. If they then say, yeah, it's fine, that's when you sort of you sort of like back down a little bit. Yeah. I, again, I think you sort of, you can sense it from the way they say things. You can sense how much people, you know, think about their paint and stuff because it's it's really, really hard to forget that not everybody looks at cars in the same way we do. We don't go around no, sorry, they don't go around and, and look at cars under the sun and be like, oh, God, I swear they don't look at they go get their tires replaced. Oh, I don't want those tires. They're crap for dressing. Like, not that I do that, but <laughs> cheap, cheap as well. <laughs> four, four puncture repairs in mine, but, you know, sorry. Is it legal? Just nicotine patches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think you do kind of learn to recognise what, people's expectations are and I, I think it's again if this was a case of polishing before you know a three five seven year coating it'll be a completely different story i don't know any you know professional detail that would let somebody book in for a, a ceramic coating on an unprepped car i know one <laughs> so do i <laughs> <laughs> not me <laughs> I'll tell you that now. I wouldn't dare. You liar. No, I would not. Not a chance. You went to this podcast ends. You no, know, one in three people are rip off merchants. Oh no, I'm not. I don't think Richard is. Richard mm. is. When it when it mate when it comes to my own labour, I pull people's pants down on it. Is that your job? Uh, no, I'm electrician by trade. <laughs> yeah, that's a weekend job. But... Yeah. <laughs> Part-time cougar hunter. Brilliant. You know Dog the Bounty Hunter? Oh, God. Oh, you know his God. wife? Yeah. My type. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this... Uh... 
this this turned course quite quickly, didn't it? Suddenly taking a turn for the worse. What 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 do you do, Jake? Do you do you you know constantly tell people their cars look shit or? Uh, well, I tell you your van does, but oh well, I know that. Um, no, well, the thing is, we get we get a lot of people in that sort of ask, you know, what what's your opinion on the paint? Yeah, and then you get the you get the torch out and. Yeah, sorry, your car is in a very poor state. Or it's gonna cost you three thousand pounds. Yeah. <laughs> or your car That's is actually <laughs> or your car is actually in, you know, a good it's a good state. You could enhance it a bit, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be a hundred percent necessary if you weren't that interested in it. Um mm. I mean if I notice like obvious overspray and like, you know, there's blatant filler hanging out the bodywork and all of that stuff. Then yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, because we've had it a few times now where people's cars have ended up being like an unrecorded write-off or something. So I think that's quite a good, quite a good thing. If, you, if you're up spotting something that's like, hmm, well, this whole front end has had a respray, and underneath this wing isn't even the right colour. Something's not right here. Are we talking about the Corsa or? Yes. Yeah. Um, so. Or like the sus- the suspensions, like all the front end has been changed. Something looks odd here. <laughs> Investigate further. The crash bar and everything's all bent. Yeah, your car's been in a write off uh, in a big accident. It's probably an unrecorded write off. I'd probably get this checked out. Sorry for ruining your Friday. And they'd be like, oh, it's your fault. You did this. Yeah. It was fine for I brought it here. Yeah, I did it all. Another another interesting one, actually, is if you've ever been in the position where someone's booked in with you or goes to booking with you and they say, look, I've got these products I want you to use instead and they want you yes. to use their products. I've <laughs> literally just taken two bookings this week for that. Oh, sorry, no, last week I took the two bookings for that. Guy had um, or has Gion One, which is Gion's one-year coat. Yeah, um, and he basically wants that applied to his car, or both of well, two of his cars, um, both having a single stage. And rather than putting something like Synergy on or going for a full-blown coating, he decided he wanted to use his own Gion, which I have got no issue with doing. But the trouble is, it's only because he's given you a reputable brand. Yeah, if he, he turns turned around, around and give you like Demon Shine or like yes. Mr. Fix Nine H. Yeah, like then, give yeah. you a bottle of Mr. Muscle and say, "Can you clean it with this, please?" <laughs> I think you'd be turning a bit of a blind eye to it and using your own, oh, probably. But yeah, at least he's got some form of decent knowledge of brands in the hmm. detailing world. No, absolutely no. He's he's he, he likes cleaning his car. He does all the two bucket and basically has the full Gion range of products for his cars and everything. So, but at least he happened. looks after his car. Exactly. I bet there's people like they want the best thing for their car, but then then gonna go take it to like scratch and shine like the next week or something. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's just bad. Yeah, so where where do your sort of responsibilities lie with that? Do you reckon? Like, there's only so much you can tell a customer. Look. 
this has to be washed properly maintained properly or else you just wasted money the coating will get scratched up the paint will get scratched up you'll well, the coating will probably wear down very very quickly um i recommend strongly recommend that you have a maintenance plan with myself or another reputable detailer um and they still say no it's okay i, I want to wash it myself and you just have to let them do it and you're just like oh for god's sake we've just... got it as a as a base of uh, our own warranty is offered yeah so but it's you know regular checks and then it's a case of you know it's, it's quite clear to see when a car's been through the, the hand car washes or you know the the roadside ones are delicate trims suddenly now stained tick <laughs> Uh, things like calipers, like they came in and they were bright, glossy red. They're now pink from <laughs> neat TFR uh, tick. Is your paint the trouble destroyed? Is, trouble is, detailers can cause mistakes too. Oh yeah, absolutely. But when it's like that, it's a case of this car probably hasn't been cared for correctly. Mm. The, the warranty is not going to be, you know, not going to cover that. Whereas if it's a genuine thing, you know, something does, you know, fail, then fine. You know, if we've cleaned it and noticed the patch on it or, you know, they've been cleaning it and they know what they're, they're doing and everything and have noticed, you know, this this panel's worn off a little bit, then it's, you know, totally fair enough. Because as we know, coatings sometimes can, can degrade in, you know, a bit quicker than they should sometimes. It's just... A matter of uh, how that happens, but how I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is frustrating to to an extent, isn't it? But at the same time, as we said before, you get paid for it, so just do the job and then just don't. There's a lot of people that will argue that they they wouldn't like if if they knew somebody was literally going to take it to a hand car wash somewhere the next week, they'd literally probably turn around and say no. There is people like that will mention things like that on forums and Facebook all the time. There's, you see it a lot, don't you? It's like, oh, I wouldn't get out of bed for anything less than 300 quid. Yeah, it's mental. Literally. It's ridiculous. There's knowing your worth and then there's just thinking you're somebody you're not. Yeah, you got to remember at the end of the day, you're... <laughs> You're making cars shiny, like yes. I always love it the um the, the the posts of I've done a Ferrari today. That that that's nice, but it's not your Ferrari. <laughs> Unless of course it is. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Extreme circumstances. But that is something that really really does bother me. But obviously, if you're doing well in this industry, then fantastic, fair play to you. Um. Obviously not Jake, of course, but it's the people that think that they deserve X amount per hour because that's what other people charge. And I think you get it with all all across the board, though. With oh, like, yeah. like, I'm in electricians forums, and people will they'll say, "How much would you charge for this? It's in this location or whatever." And people will be like, well, I'm £450 a day. It's just like you're literally talking out of your ass. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And it, it's just weird to see. Like, 
the thing is people will like think more of you if you're down to earth and yeah. realistic and not a snob when it comes to things like that. Of course, yeah. But it's it's like if obviously if your clientele is <clears throat> really high end cars and they're happy to pay that money, which oftentimes, you know, they're actually not it <laughs> the the usually the more expensive the car, the tighter the person that owns it. Yes. Doesn't get that money for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, but obviously, if your clientele were happy to pay for this really high standard of work, then that's fantastic. But not everybody is in that position. You know, some people are, you know, cleaning majority family vehicles or end of lease cleans, and obviously, it's a completely different standard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I love like, doing end of lease. I, there's something so satisfying about an end of lease. The best bit is when they're panicking because it's so dirty. You just charge them what you want. <laughs> look, it's shiny. I got rid of scratches. Mm-hmm. Like, look, that's that's a, those are swirl marks. They're going to charge you three thousand pounds for them. I can get rid of them for three hundred. So, Adam, you're a con artist. That is a joke, by the way. Mm. For anyone cancels me, it does happen. It seems it does a bit happen. strange. This seems a bit suspect. Yeah, but we do. We, yeah, but I'm not being funny, right? If someone comes back to us and says, oh, they've quoted £300 to do this job, and we look at it and think, right, we can earn good money off of this, you're not going to turn around and be like, oh, I can do it for 100 quid." Why would you? Sort of going back to the using products that the customer supplies, obviously there is a, you know, there's a limit on what you will use. Like if someone says, oh, can you come and teak up the whole car for me? Hmm. Probably wouldn't do that. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but uh, I had a customer, a very good customer of mine. He wanted the the dash of of his van a bit shinier. I can almost hear the pitchforks clanging against each other. I can almost <laughs> smell the silicon tie dressing on the dashboard. No, it was an armor all dash dressing. I've got some of that. I tell you what, it's a if you like that finish, that sort of sheen, it is a fantastic product. I bought the very um, nice to you. I bought the matte one for uh, one of our future series, didn't I? Yeah, it's a very very nice product to use. He was over the moon with it. Um, okay. So things like that, it's kind of like yourself. You probably hate doing it, like shiny tire dressings and shiny dash like you'd hate doing it but if the customer wants it and is willing to you know pay to have it done do you give the customers an option in what sense as in if you're doing interior do you say right do you want any form of dressing on your dash or if you're doing the exterior do you say do you want shiny tire dressing or do you want a natural finish i don't no i don't give options with Stuff like that. It's interior cleans always get quick once over than interior detailer because you know it's more of an OEM finish than a dressing. Mm-hmm. It's included in the service list anyway, so it's not like I'm just doing it without saying tire dressings. I use what I want to use, <laughs> <laughs> unless they say whatever's on your tire dressing applicators, what's going on there, <laughs> yeah, whatever's left on there. But no, it's a case of you know, if they say, oh. Like before the service, say, Oh, I want something really shiny on the tires if you've got it. Then I'll just say, You know what? No, because I haven't got anything shiny and just use what I use anyway. But 
Just slap two layers on. Yeah. Or just do what you do, slap one fat layer on. Yeah, boy. 300 mil of gummy and just don't buff it. Mental. Mental, mate. I can't actually remember if I've ever buffed a tire dressing before. All right, one more point here that I've got, and that is regarding mini valets. Oh. Joke. Well, this just winds everyone up. <laughs> no, it just winds you up and makes us laugh. I th- I find interiors the most frustrating thing when it comes to customer expectations, mm-hmm. because someone can say literally just needs a quick vacuum and a wipe down and you get there and it's absolutely covered in pet hair it's awful then do you still charge for just a quick vac and wipe down like where do you leave it it's not even the fact of i've always had this theory i'm i'm a bit of a p-r-i-c-k when it comes to things like this because in my eyes you know if a customer said to me right it just needs a quick quick once over and a quick hoover if i got there and it's full of hairs and that I would give it a quick hoover and a quick once over and leave it as it is, just for the simple fact of the spite of them doing it. <laughs> what, it, what? it infuriates me because like customers do it to me all the time. Like say if I go and do a bathroom or something, they'll be like, Oh yeah, we want four spotlights and extract fan. Like, yes, okay. You do it. And then as you're literally about to walk out the door, they're like, Oh, we're thinking about having a shaver socket. It's like I've literally got to jump back in the loft, get all nice and itchy again, get all my tools back out do everything this is like literally tell me that in the beginning i wouldn't care if i was doing it whilst i was already up there but now I've got to get back up there <laughs> i think it's a very important lesson on you know looking at what you're dealing with before you you know quote it and book it in what, what annoys me with it is the it's the straight up like lie because it's, it's almost like people expect we're not we arrive at the, to do their car, and we're not going to look at their car. It's just like there's no point lying about your car. If it is a pigsty, fine, but say that from the start rather than saying it's just going to need a quick Hoover, because that just annoys everybody. Because that annoys everyone involved. Is it is it a lie or is it just? They've got extremely low standards. I think it's ignorance. I think sometimes our OCD can sort of kick in with things like that. Yeah, because obviously if you're vacuuming a mat and there's like a little bit of crap in there, like a little tiny bit, you get annoyed and you brush it out. Oh, yeah, literally. And I don't think most customers even bat an eyelid. That would be my trouble as well. I could never do your line of work. Is Because I am literally so used to achieving as much of perfection as possible in my time frame, me going into a customer's car on a price, already being told that it's in better condition than it already is, I'd be, like you said, I'd be getting the mat out, shaking them out, hoovering it to an inch of its life until it is completely clean. Mm-hmm. I think that that is the main reason I only offer mini valets to you know cars that I've I've had a, a large package previously and it's on a regular basis and I know what to expect because if you just go and do a mini valet and say yeah just a quick vacuum don't worry about anything too intensive that the seats don't need to shampoo the mats don't need to shampoo you get there and it's 
you know, it's a state. You do a quick vacuum once over. There's still loads of bits of crap embedded in. The mats are stained. The seats have got watermarks all over them. And you leave and you're like, well, this was a mini valet. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it looks great, thanks. And then you're just not happy in the slightest. It's it's a tough one. It's it's it, ultimately it comes down to do you take jobs that are going to be below your standards but still get you paid? I think it's hard to also get a gist of what the customer's gonna if they're gonna be happy or not with the result mm. with jobs like that. Mm. Like they, you can easily they can easily turn around and say right, quick once over Hoover. Right, you do that. And it'll come to it, and they'll expect it to be clean. Obviously, it goes; it does fall back to our customer expectations and stuff like that. I, I think I think they think we've got a magic vacuum mm. that is like you know fifty times more powerful than you know a household one. It, it's some customers you get the impression that they've you know never ever cleaned a car before, so they don't know what you can actually do with a vacuum. That's that's the impression I get, and it's it frustrates me. That's why I had to stop doing it for customers that I haven't, you know, had had a full deep cleaning beforehand. I think the thing I t- what I do understand is a lot of people have a different perception of what clean is. You know, yeah. Some people to like might look at a car that's averagely grubby and say it's not too bad, which is you know understandable, but. Some people think you might look at their car and it's it needs the seats wet vacuing, but to pe- so a lot of people's stuff like the stuff that's shampooing isn't physical dirt. So I think that's where a lot of people come unstuck and they they're looking at it like, well, it's not bad inside, <laughs> but in natural fact, those seats being wet vacuumed is a whole different. That's a whole double up on the job because it takes bloody ages to do them properly mm. Which, is, but I don't understand everyone's perception of what clean versus dirty is is different the thing that gets me is people that there is no way they cannot realise their car is a state <laughs> there's some cars like when it's when the when the floor mats are, are mouldy and like there's just dog hair and sand and thick mud everywhere and they say no it's not too bad that's just that's just an outright that's just an outright lie. That that's just it make, makes you wonder what is in their view very bad. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they're saying that's not too bad, imagine what their perception of filthy is. That's what that's what annoys me. Mm. I, I mean, I've I've had the odd job on the complete other end of the spectrum. I've I've, I've wet vacked a full set of seats that were spotless, and the extraction fluid was like you know perfectly really clear, clean. Yeah. And I was like, "Are you sure you want them wet back?" Like, I was like, "They really don't need it." It's like, yeah, yeah. But then I, I I have the biggest appreciation for the customers that are that are honest about their car, and mm. there's there's this one set of customers. They have a monthly package every month, both of their cars. And they're the nicest people and always say if there's something extra on their cars before we come out. And um, recently, I've gone and done it, done the package, and there was a, um, I just literally spilt water on the passenger seat, left a bottle, like, slightly open, it dribbled out. 
Um, I'm really, really sorry. There's a stain on my passenger seat. Hopefully, it'll come out. All of that. I'm thinking this is going to be like milk or something. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> Get her into water stain. And I was, she was just like, I'm so, so sorry. Is it going to be expensive to have done? I was like, I looked at it. It took me 30 seconds to sort it. Like once the equipment was out and set up, it was 30 seconds. Two hundred pounds, please. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, yeah, I should have done. But no. How, how much is that going to be? I'm not going to charge somebody for that because they've been honest with me, and because if they're anything, are... you're less likely to charge them. Exactly, yeah. because you know they've not tried to take the piss. You know they've been honest. They've said in advance, "I've got a stain on the seat." They've said, "I don't." I ho-, you know, I hope it can come out. And you're instantly thinking. Oh God, what's it going to be? Brake fluid or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's just like, Diesel. no, this is completely wrong. I can't charge you for something that's going to take me that short amount of time. And I appreciate that you've been honest about something so minor. But then the complete other end. And I, I, Richard, this was last weekend, actually. You were with me. Those people that rung up about a diesel spillage in their car. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not too bad. It's just it's just in the boot floor and just on the back of the seats. I think like the whole car stinks of diesel. Quote I can't remember what I quoted for it. For an interior with the diesel, I think it's like two hundred I think it's two hundred quid. I think that's what I said. Just buy a new interior. Well no, it was just like can you do can you do it cheaper? Can you do it cheaper if I just... Well, no, it was a case of, you know, you might as well have the whole interior shampoo properly because although the diesel is only spilt in this area, the fumes are now in all of the car. You should have said, said, I could do it for free if I wanted to, but I don't. But I'm not going to, yeah. Could you you do it a bit cheaper if I don't have the rest of the car done? Well, ultimately, the rest of the car isn't the issue. The diesel spill is the issue. If you don't want the rest of the interior, like you know, cleaned up and wiped down and, you know, hoovered, then okay, you might save yourself a bit of money, but it's not going to be worth, you're not going to notice a massive difference other than your boot isn't sopping wet of diesel. <laughs> and it's like, to be honest, you look at it, it, I think it was a VW, it was a Polo or an app, I can't remember what it was. You could probably buy a oh, new... It was, them, it was them old Todgers, or go to the bloody, what do you call it? To the, um... Oh, what do they call them? I can't even remember what to call them now. Come back to me in a minute. <laughs> it's basically fuel panic buyers and then spilt yeah. some in the car. Garden centre. Garden centre goers. Oh, yeah. That's what they were. Oi. They, they, they oh, panic. Yeah, good. don't get me wrong. I'll go to garden centre as well. But like, I don't see it as my, my weekly treat. That's that's their, their yeah, retired. They sit at home doing gardening and they go into the garden centre for a weekend. They panic bought fuel. Made it so people like me have to park their van up in Cambridge, stranded, <laughs> no diesel, because Doris in her diesel Honda Jazz has <clears throat> now got diesel. But yeah, and you look at it and it's like, can you do it cheaper? Mm. Can you spill less diesel? <laughs> yeah, can I? Can I? Can you siphon a bit out? It's like no. And then it's like, okay, I'll give you a call next week. Never hear from them again. Good. Not Speaking interested. of, um, on that topic, I do actually have a. It's a bit. Of, I was going to say a weekly segment, but it's not. It's just news. Go on. I hope it's not sad news. No, 
Well, it is kind of sad news in some aspects. Not in others, but some. It looks like Bong Bong may be making a departure. Oh, don't do this to me. Interested. Um, it's been it's been an emotional three years, in all honesty. Um, it's been a workhorse. It's been my friend. It's been my office. It's been my toilet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, it's that's been, not a it's joke been, for anyone thinking, by the way. That is actually true. No, no. I've got when is tidy, it, it, when it's tidy, it's possible to do what you need to do in the back. So, <laughs> but um, yes, it's been my canteen. It's been my lover. It's been it's been there for me. It's been it's been a lot. It's been a good journey, but it's time to part ways. I think. Good. Sorry, lover. Um, does anyone want to buy a bonbon? 20 quid? Uh, detailing Restoration Series 2. <laughs> Not when you see them carpets, my boy. <laughs> Episode 1, we just you know bin it in a hedge by accident and just get a different thing to clean. Yeah, just get a completely different van, different colour. <laughs> <laughs> just have a real no. quick wrap In, in all seriousness. I, seriousness? Um, seriousness. Um, it... It's possible that a caddy may be coming onto the scene. Interesting. Yeah, we, with, I've arranged the sale. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say without sign, Ryan, but um, I don't mean to brag, Adam, but I'm going to have color coded bumpers. Yeah, as well. What a flex that is. Um, but I'm quite disappointed because my boss wants to sign right it. And like, but like. RWD telling. Yeah, literally. Um, but the, the side of the van, like the side of a caddy, is just something special. The smoothness of it, like it's not like the bong bong where it's got like an indent. Weirdly, it's a pure smoothness. I said to him, I was like, I want to polish the van. I want this. I want a spick and span. He's like, Oh, I'm getting it sign written. They do it before. I was like, No, 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 no. No, just polish over them around the sign right. So when it eventually comes to the time of the van's got to go, there's just still the uh, all the outline and the sign right's come off. Yeah, so at least the, the sticker will be easier to get off because the edges have come up. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I'm excited to have a van whilst not had the same cracked windscreen. Well, I say cracked, I mean smashed windscreen for... Five years, um, bald tires, non-working brake lights, number plate lights gone, dents everywhere, injector leak. Did diesel. you um, did um, you go to the same MT station that my van went to before I bought it? By any chance? Uh, it weren't the same, but it was five pound more expensive. <laughs> but yes, um, but all honesty, the bong bong's been solid, mate. Honestly, that's been a good van. Other than the injector problem the other day was just needed a clean and a tie-in. It's back to normal again. 160,000 miles. Well, 166,000 miles going strong, mate. It's a bit emotional, really, isn't it? It is, really. It's good at that. It's good on diesel. Getting like 57 miles to the gallon. Made me a bit sad, actually. Yeah, it is going to be a sad departure, but I'm I'm going to handbrake it into everything on the way out. <laughs> like, you know, every time I go down the dirt track... Went down one today, funnily enough. Um, it, it received a complimentary handbrake turn. <laughs> Interested. And a side roll. Uh, it, it, honestly, it's so scary, handbrake turn in a van full of tools and 
cable and stuff it is so scary like you, you take a corner at 20 miles an hour and it's already like rolling around so you can imagine what it's like with the amount of g's going through it strap something really heavy to the roof so your center of mass is really high full tank of water mm. in the back <laughs> It's got enough cable in there, and as it is, um, Mate, if you crash there. your bloody Peugeot van, you're going to get killed. Me? Yeah. Don't drive it. <laughs> I swear, it's just ratchet strapped down. No, it has actually got like a proper edge to it, but the ratchet strap's just there for uh, moral support. Right. Okay. It isn't actually going anywhere because of the framework for the back of the van. Don't worry. But thank you for your concern about my health. Don't care about the health. We care more about the van. <laughs> <laughs> They're shrewd. So, I feel sorry for people who don't drive vans. The van driving community is something else because everyone, let, if you're driving a van, another van driver will always let you out at junction. Oh, yeah. Mate, mate it's law. It's literally law. Mm. But then again, motorists don't let you out. And no. I don't let motorists out. Exactly. Point blank, I don't wait for anyone. I wonder why they don't let us out. It's because we don't let them out. I've got a thing where I will never let a taxi out. Oh, no, mate. The ones around Cambridge are ridiculous. They they start... You know the people creep out of junctions, right, when they're trying to get out? There'll be, like, standstill traffic and they start creeping out. You think I'm letting them in front? No, I'm not. Not a chance. Normally, I have a rule of one in, one out. So I'll let one person out if there's like a queue of people. That is it, one person. Okay. If I see someone creeping forward, even the slightest millimetre before I've even looked at them, waved them on, flashed them, and not going anywhere. But that's the end of the news of the week. Um, <laughs> ho- hopefully the, the cad eye should, should be with me in the next few weeks. It's not new, no, no. We're, we're not that fortunate. Yeah, it's only 20 plate. Yeah, it's only 20 plate. No, it's the um, is it? It's not the maxi. It's the life where it's got like color coded bumpers and stuff on it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. R line. Is your van gonna have alloys? Uh, I don't know if it does or not. Well, I hope it. I kind of hope it doesn't because the way I throw the bong bong up curbs is almost impressive. Interested. The wheels are just a parking guide. Yeah, basically. But in in all fairness, I do actually want to put it on lights, lower it a bit, and put it on steelies. I think it looks looks quite good. Well, I think that is everything we wanted to waffle on about this week. Win agreement. Yes. I think Jake's asleep. Actually, um, I'm here. Don't you worry about that. Oh, sorry for waking you up, mate. No worries. <laughs> Got a banger of an headache. Stop talking then. Must be listening to Adam. Oh, yeah. Listening to your high pitch, and squeaky, annoying voice. <laughs> well, um, what can I say other than go and watch our YouTube video if you haven't seen it yet? If we're not on a thousand views by Wednesday night, um, Jake has to pull his pants down in public. <laughs> I do anyway. <laughs> Go and subscribe to us on YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, all that. Go look on our website and spend some money in our shop. Come to our event on Sunday. 
and spend more money in Jake's shop. I'd rather you didn't, but I think that's it. I don't know. It's Monday. Everyone's tired. I don't actually mind Mondays, even though I've had a very Monday Monday. I'd love to hear about it, Richard, but unfortunately, you know, we've got no time. Okay. Yeah, what, about off, what about off the podcast? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got all the time in the world for you. Thank you. Well, we'll see you in the next one. Over and out, and good night. God, you sound miserable. Oi, less of that. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to our wonderful episode 39. Um, 30 more episodes and I'll be laughing my head off. People give us an idea for episode 50. Wait, when's our one year anniversary? That's the day before my birthday, isn't it? It's next Thursday. Is it? Yeah. What, you don't don't actually remember Speed 6's birthday? Uh, No, I just forgot yours. 30th of October, mate. Can't be. Only joking, Richard. It's spooky season. Love Halloween. Anyway. Freaking back. Species Halloween party next year. Interested. Book, book Halloween off in advance. Right. See you next week. Thank you, everybody. Good night. What do you call a chav in the box? Safe. I rang him and he didn't reply. It uh, didn't answer, so he rang me back, and he just yeah. You know, he like said, "Oh, now doorbell just went." You don't say. What you got the fucking receiver right next to your microphone? Or it's, it's on the desk. It's on the desk. Why? Because um, it's my mum's office, so it's like if you know she's working. <laughs>